Hello, good day to you all. My name is Peter Watson. This is the weekly roundup podcast. Now, normally um, I uh, do this with someone else, but unfortunately I am by myself. Uh, I was actually going to sing a song there um, uh, about loneliness, but I won't. Um, it will, she'll be back hopefully next week with um, with someone else interviewing me. So this is me um, on my own, live and unstructured. Well, live, live-ish. And I'm going to talk to you this week about a number of things. So we're going to talk about macroeconomic stuff. Um, also going to talk about some coronavirus-related stuff, a bit of M&A, some retail, and a few other key bits and pieces. So here we go. Uh, on the macroeconomic front, we have got um, uh, China been doing very well this week. Um, factory activity was the best in three years, and um, also they are doing very well in new export orders. Um, the other thing that is uh, a, a very good sign for China as well is that China consumer spending is also going up, and we saw that obviously recently with uh, the success of Singles Day. And apart from that, we've got uh, investors, they've been putting um, record sums into markets. And so, so much so that the FTSE 100 had its best monthly performance for 30 years. That's three zero years um, as investors have been buying into value stocks. Um, so uh, especially in sex bombed out sectors like uh, travel and leisure, for instance. But the danger is that apparently funds, uh, sort of big funds, are going to be trimming their exposure to equities by the end of the year. But I mean, that kind of thing happens uh, quite a lot anyway. But anyway, that's what some of the traders are saying. Um, the other thing as well on the macro front is that Bitcoin hit new highs this week, almost hitting $20,000 um, for one Bitcoin. Um, as you know, um, I'm not an expert on Bitcoin. It bounces around, and it, it, I just don't know why particularly. Um, and it, you know, it came back from that. At the moment, as I am recording this, um, it breached nineteen thousand uh, again. But anyway, there you go. Um, and then on the other, the other thing um, I wanted to mention on the macro front is that oil, um, OPEC have decided to increase production. Um, which sounds like they are more optimistic about the future of the world economy, but it's not quite as good as it sounds because um, they are going to be increasing uh, production by 500,000 barrels per month, um, but uh, they're going to be reviewing it monthly. So um, that's the uh, that's that's the idea. So um, the other thing I was going to say, so going on to say uh, coronavirus related stuff um, this week saw really great um, uh, developments within within this. And so um, Pfizer and its drug, it's basically got approval and it is being, going to be rolling out from the next week in the UK. Um going to make some money but it's going to have to share some of the money um but we um there was an article in the ft this week that was saying that um modern moderna or Mo, yeah moderna is going to do um better because it doesn't have to share its profits with anyone else um but um, both Pfizer and Moderna's shares were up 20% this week. So I guess the implication is that maybe either Pfizer shouldn't have gone up quite so much or Moderna's should have gone up a bit more. In terms of who's going to make least money, it looks like AstraZeneca and Oxford University are going to make um, the least money because that's going to be done at cost. Um, and um, yeah, and you know, there you go on that, there you go on that front. Um, the interesting thing, though, this week is that U.S. Um, criticism um, about the fact that we actually 
uh, approved the Pfizer drug uh, this week. They said um, they sort of implied it was too early and that we we weren't um, careful enough. Um, but then actually Anthony Fauci, Fauci, I'm not quite sure how you say it, but um, he has um, he sort of backpedaled on that um, quickly. Um, I would like to believe that. Um, the people over here that did the testing, um, uh, you know, ha- have not cut corners. Um, but um, but obviously, I guess that the Europeans and the Americans will all be under pressure because their bosses will be saying, hey, you know, look, the UK's just approved it. Why haven't we? So um, so there's a bit of that um, uh, going in there as well. Um the in, the other interesting thing as well is that um, Wall Street weakened because um, uh, because there was chat that um, Pfizer would not be able to churn out as many doses of their drug as they thought. In fact, I think half uh, they only be able to produce half because of supply chain problems. So that is something to um, to think about. I do think, generally speaking, that the um, uh, the vaccine stuff it's a fluid situation and uh, and you know we're going to get more data which means that maybe we are going to see um we, we could see better efficacy rates we could see worse efficacy rates so you know it's not it, like i say it's a fluid situation um i just thought i'd also mention a few things about coronavirus and the um uh, behaviors engendered by coronavirus and, and a few observations so one of them is that esports have been more popular they've done incredibly well twitch has reported a huge rise rise in watches um but there is concern that it will tail off when lockdown lifts now i think that um you know uh, fair point that uh, uh, when i've talked about this before with people um there have been fair points in that maybe people who watch esports aren't always the people that watch actual sports um so there'll be a you know there'll be a hardcore of those fans um but those who watch real sports uh, and then dip their toes a bit in maybe they will abandon but either way um i think that esports has done well it will the, the um um, it, it's become more popular under lockdown um, and so yeah you should see some growth uh, there in the future although obviously not well probably not as much as we have done under lockdown uh, the other thing as well is zoom um, announced sales this week that rose fourfold which is pretty incredible um, the shares also have risen by sevenfold on the year uh, but the main danger is actually Microsoft in terms of teams because obviously teams is um, uh, is bundled along with everything else in in microsoft 365 uh, office 365 um and it is uh you know it 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 definitely is a threat now i think um for what it's worth that um, zoom needs to use its current market value as currency to buy something or to do something because i think it's really riding a wave at the moment um everyone's loving it loads of you know there's loads of usage but I don't know whether that's going to be um, sustainable into next year, and if its value slides, there, therein, uh, their their sort of potential opportunities may also slide as well. Um, I think it either it has to enhance its offering or it has to buy something, in my opinion. Um, apart from that, we got um, you know, as we all know, shopping online has has become incredibly popular under lockdown, and uh, so much so, in fact, in the US, UPS is actually putting limits on client volumes, so they're not delivering stuff from um, 
uh, Gap, places like Gap and Nike, um, and because just, they just can't, they're just overwhelmed. Uh, and interestingly, the National Retail Federation uh, in the U- U.S. said that online shopping was up 44% over the last week. You know, over the the uh, weekend that that incl- long weekend that included Black Friday. Um, other than that, we're going on to the next thing, which is M and A. So um, the UK, the UK, interestingly, M and A has gone up uh, considerably. Uh, that's for three reasons. One is that bankers have got used to doing things virtually because before they were all do- used to doing stuff face to face. Second thing is um, is the recovery of the stock market. Um, so generally speaking, you know, uh, more M&A starts to hot up because um, companies who want to make acquisitions want to make them sooner rather than later because of, uh, because if they buy them now, they will avoid potential price rises. So so, so that is um, that's another reason. And the other thing as well is that because of the um, the vaccines and the news of vaccines coming out, it does look like you can actually uh, companies are a bit more willing to plan a bit for the future. Uh, in terms of um, positive movements for M&A this week, you've got S&P Global um, bought IHS, IHS Market in a deal worth $44 billion um, as this is the latest in, a, in a, a series of deals where data providers have decided to get together for scale. Um, then you've got Salesforce bought Slack for $27.7 billion, uh, 50% premium to the price that the um, that, that Slack shares were trading at before the news broke. Um, biggest acquisition for Salesforce. I think strategically it makes great sense. It, to my mind, my fantasy, um, <laughs> that's quite geeky, but my fantasy M and A would be if Salesforce, Slack and Zoom got together, I really think that they could pr- give um, Microsoft a real run for their money. Um, I think Salesforce and Slack is good um, because I think that, you know, they both very good um, uh you know, software offerings. They're very intuitive. Um, and I think that, um, you know, that Slack could do with the exposure that Salesforce will give them to the corporate markets. But anyway, like I say, if I, if I could make a, a fantasy M&A, it would be Salesforce, Slack and Zoom. Um, on the other hand, in terms of M&A, so some of the negative developments of M&A, you've got G4S, uh, which is the big security firm, uh, continuing to fend off uh, an unwanted approach by Garda Wells from Canada. Uh, you've also got the biggest quoted um, uh, real estate agents in Britain, country, called Countrywide, um, rejecting uh, this, a bid from the smaller rival called Connells. Um, it is instead going back to uh, Alchemy Partners, which is a private equity company who actually decided to uh, they 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 actually made uh, uh, one offer initially to Countrywide, but um, but Countrywide rejected it. But now they're going back to Alchemy Partners. Uh, I have to say, it does smack of um, desperation here because you know generally what happens with i mean this is a massive generalization here but um when you go to a private equity company and they invest they when they get involved they slash and burn loads of stuff um sack loads of people so i don't know why they want to go to alchemy partners to do that and not you know do something with connells but hey uh i'm not in the room so um so anyway so that's interesting and the other very interesting thing is that general motors has backed out of its agreement with nicola now nicola is that um dodgy uh, <laughs> electric uh, truck maker uh, well i say dodgy because they promise more than they can deliver um and what happened originally was that 
General Motors uh, committed to three things. One is that they were going to buy 11% of Nikola's shares. Um, secondly, they were going to work on uh, jointly on a truck called the Badger. And the third thing was that they were just going to generally share some t- technology, know-how, etc. Um, unfortunately for GM and for Nikola, as it turns out, uh, a day or two days after they announced that um, came that massive, um, incredibly damaging report that came from Hindenburg Research, which trashed um nicola essentially um and it made gm look really stupid and the fact and and incompetent in terms of their ability to do proper due diligence before uh, making a big commitment um in the end obviously nicola uh, one of the founders it had to leave that all sorts of um you know things ha- happened at nicola and now gm is backing out now um it's it's decided it said that it's not going to buy 11 percent anymore it's not going to work on the badger and uh, having said that, um, it will continue working with them on technology. But sounds to me like they are backing out. Um, the uh, next thing, uh, next category I was going to talk about is retail. So um, Arcadia went into administration this week. Uh, Arcadia, the ones are own Top Shop, Top Man, um, Dorothy Perkins, Evans, all sort, all sorts of, um, all sorts of places. Um, they went to administration this week, and um, that led to um, Debenhams um, failing as well um, uh, shortly afterwards because um, JD Sports have been in the running to buy Debenhams, but because Arcadia has so many concessions in Debenhams, the fact that Arcadia failed meant that the Debenhams bid was likely to fail, and it did. So, um, fire sale of the assets resulted um, from Debenhams, which resulted in a a new day called um, uh, Wild Wednesday, when everyone uh, crashed the the, uh, the, uh, website of Debenhams trying to buy incredibly cheap stuff. Uh, I actually gave it a go, in fact, um, which is one of the reasons why I think that I sent the note out a bit later on that morning. Um, But the the thing kept throwing me out. Um, Yeah, it was all a bit of a disaster really so um so there you go um and then the last thing i just wanted to mention a few bits and pieces in terms of um uh things that i i think are very important developments one is the fact that uk is cutting huawei out um earlier than expected so it was going to there was a bit of a gray area where um, telecoms companies could buy and use some stuff whatever till about uh, 2027 but now all that you've done is they said no no we're not going to do that anymore uh, we're bringing that forward to september 2021 so um, they're not allowed to use uh, companies are not allowed to use 5m huawei 5g networks or uh, any of their equipment from september 2021 so uh annoying for those who bought in anticipation um because that stuff is going to be redundant so another nail in the coffin for huawei in a developed market the other thing that was incredibly interesting in my mind was um warner brothers they decided that um, what they're going to be doing next year is they are going to be uh, releasing all of their movies uh on cinema and on streaming in on their channel hbo max um simultaneously so there's going to be no gap you can see whatever you want including all the latest matrix film you can see it at the same time um so i think that's pretty amazing considering um that 
that cinemas have always been very, very protective of how they do their business, and therefore this is a real shocker, especially considering that recent... I mean, this is an extreme version, I guess, of the recent um, agreement that was signed between Universal uh, and AMC Cinemas... Uh, sorry, AMC Entertainment and Cinemark. AMC Entertainment is the biggest cinema chain in the world, and Cinemark is, I think, the number three in America. So... Um, that what they did is they they reduced the normal uh, gap between releasing um, on in cinemas and releasing streaming to you know something like a month or well, no seventeen days or a month or something like that. But anyway, it's a lot shorter than it was. Um, but this has obviously made that even shorter. Whether or not is this going to continue post coronavirus, I don't know. But this is very, I say, this is bad news for the cinemas um, unless they can get some kind of really good agreement about um, receiving a part of the straight streaming revenues. Anyway, that's all I've got to say this week. Um, I will be back with someone else um, having a chat to me, which I do prefer. Um, but, uh, you know, over the last couple of weeks, there have been lots of things going on uh, and lots of people busy for one reason or another. Uh, so hopefully next week it will be back um, to um, to me plus one other. Anyway, um, I will leave you there. Thank you very much for listening. hope that you found that, that uh, of, of some use and we'll be back again again sometime. All right. See ya. Bye. <laughs>